0: It's great to have you with us. Another edition of Debt, Taxes, and Duval. I'm Rick Ballew alongside Hayes Carline. Hayes, it appears you had a, a great vacation. It's good to have you back. Uh, let's tell you uh, tell the listeners about our sponsor.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. We had a great time and uh, had a lot of fun, but it's great to be back uh, talking Jaguars and talking about Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. My buddy John Spicklemyer played football with Mid Bulls. Ricky hit me as hard as anybody's ever hit me. I recovered a fumble in a scrimmage. I was playing strong safety, running back came through the line, uh, he got hit by linebacker Scott Johns, the ball went way up in the air, uh, I went and, and caught it at its highest point point. and as soon as my toes hit the turf, John Spickelmeyer, who's one of the greatest offensive linemen to come out of this area, absolutely leveled me. And uh, and I held on to the ball, but uh, but I was out. I remember Scott Johns kind of looking over me and saying, Hayes, Hayes, Hayes. and uh, and finally I sort of came too. But uh, John Spickelmeyer, phenomenal football player, obviously went on to play at Notre Dame uh, when Lou Holtz was the coach, and uh, has just become a sensational, sensational. Insurance guy and somebody that you can absolutely count on to tell you if he can help you or not, and that's what happened with uh, with with John and and me a few years ago. I I sent him my car insurance policy. He looked it over uh, and said at first he was like, "I can't help you with this. I can't I can't give you a better deal." Let's look at it again down the road. Looked at it down the road, and he was like, "Yeah, I can I can beat this now." You've got some things in here that I uh, you know are gonna that you don't need to have in this policy that are gonna save you some money, and uh, it's been fantastic. And so. If uh, if it's been a while since you've looked over your car insurance policy, give John Spicklemeyer a call, 471-7155, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency.
0: All right, outstanding. Uh, you know, we're a few weeks away, so this is the time of year where, you know, there's a ton of lists, uh, there's a ton of the uh, obligatory, hey, uh, half the teams who made the playoffs last year won't make the playoffs this year. There's going to be seven or eight coaches fired uh this year that um you know are, are, are fighting for their job yet yeah, you have uh, ranking all of the positions and uh you know trying to be a little bit different a little bit creative i, I thought of one yesterday that that I, I think when you ask the question it seems like an easy answer but if you really dive into it you could go either way here that is who will have the most overall carries this year in duval in your opinion
1: yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, one that I was enjoying listening to you talk about uh, yesterday. It's, I think it's Travis Etienne, but it's, it's, a, great, it's a great question. And I'd listen to arguments really on all sides. Uh, I think James Robinson is going to be ready for Washington in week one. I think he's going to be active in that game. But I, I think Travis Etienne is the star now. I think he's going to be the star back. Uh, James Robinson's going to get carries. James Robinson is, is obviously a quality player. Uh, but I think because of the injury, I think as, as long as Travis CTN doesn't have any other injury come up, he's obviously fully recovered from the Liz Frank, from how he looked in OTAs. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be Travis CTN because I think he's going to have a huge year. But uh, and then I, I would go James Robinson. But I I get it if James Robinson isn't ready. If Travis Etienne really is going to be viewed more as a, you know, give him eight carries a game, but let's try and get him five catches a game, you know, Snoop Connor is going to be in there. So I think it's going to finish Etienne one by a pretty good bit, James Robinson two, uh, and then and then a pretty good drop off, and then Connor. But again, that's assuming that all these guys are able to play seventeen games. How do you see it, Rick?
0: You know, we won't go through the list right now because it's incredibly lengthy. But if I was to read up players on this roster who make more money than James Robinson, it, it would blow away Jaguar fans. What and, What is you know, he scheduled is to bottom,
1: make this year? Like eight hundred grand?
0: Yeah, I mean it's wow. unbelievable. It, it really, is. Yeah. You got you got guys like Brandon Rushnick who are making more money than than he is, and. You know, it's year three. He was undrafted. He's restricted. So he can write his own story here. And, you know, in the perfect world, I'd love to say Robinson's going to be the guy. He's going to get it 15 to 18 times a game. But we just don't know if that is going to be the case. One thing that was clear a year ago, Urban Meyer was not a fan of James Robinson. What we don't know officially right now at this point is what is Trent Bulkey's stance on this? And how is the relationship going to be? With Trent Bulky, how is it going to be with Bernie Parmalee and Doug Peterson when it comes to who's looking the best in camp and who's going to get the football the most? So to me, that's fascinating. If I was a betting man, I agree with you. I think it'll be Travis Etienne who will end up with the most carries because he's a number one pick or a first-round pick, and there's the fascination of of what he can do every time he touches the ball. The other side of it for me, though, is Snoop Connor who – you know, I didn't know a tremendous amount about him when he came out of Mississippi. I know that he was part of a three-man rotation. If you look at the carries or the lack thereof, this guy has got so much where, uh, or excuse me, he's got so much left on the tires. I mean, he just hasn't taken the hits that normal running backs have coming out of college and then, you know, working their way uh, into the NFL. I'll be totally honest. We go back a couple of years ago during OTAs and I, I, I Yes, I don't even remember because it was a COVID year. Maybe they didn't even have it during the off season. But, but my point being, I don't remember anything about James Robinson until one day in August, I he really caught my eye, and then we started seeing more and more and more of them. And uh, I believe that was when Rock Armstead went out with with COVID, and all of a sudden they moved Leonard Fournette, and and Rock, you know, went out and won that job. Well, a couple of years later now. I've totally noticed Snoop Connor for a couple of different reasons. Number one, they did a lot of things with him. And number two, they sent the veterans home those last three days. So we got more of a look at the young players. And I, I, I think connor has got some wiggle. I think connor has got some soft hands. I thought that he was, you know, a goal line guy and a goal line guy only. So he would clearly be number three if you were to set lines on this you know, for the gambling world. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad call to say right now uh, that Snoop Connor would have most of the carries because we just don't know about the health of the other two.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Rick, how do you see the offensive balance? Um, This is something we haven't really talked about. We've we've talked about what an upgrade Doug Peterson is from Urban Meyer and and, and at least what we believe. It'd be shocking if he wasn't. Um, But we haven't really gotten into... Really fine tuning. What do we think it's going to look like offensively, and and what what's your gut feeling as we go into training camp? I mean, obviously, forgetting whether they're up seventeen or, or what we've seen most frequently, down seventeen. But assuming that the game is still in doubt and and the scoreboard isn't dictating it, what kind of offensive balance do you think we're going to see? Do you think it's sixty forty past? What what what's sort of your uh how you envision? Doug Peterson and all these offensive minds coming up with.
0: Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. I, I actually this week when I when I raised the question about the backs, I I went back and I looked at the you know near the, the five years worth of uh, of uh, offense that uh, Peterson was a part of in uh, in Philadelphia. And if you didn't know the record, you would think that this was a five, six, seven win consistently year after year team. Uh, they didn't blow you away. They had one 1,000-yard receiver, and that was a tight end in Zach Ertz. You were the running backs, man. You talk about by committee, and they weeded them in and they weeded them out. I mean, they got the Super Bowl year. They got LeGar- Garrett Blount. They made the trade for, for Jay Ajay. So I think Doug Peterson, and he had you know he had two things there. He had a really solid offensive line. He also had an aggressive defense. I think he would love to run the football, even though he's a quarterback. And, you know, the, the feeling is, is that uh, Doug Peterson is going to be able to do some things with Trevor Lawrence. And I don't think he's ever had anyone nearly as talented as Lawrence, and, and including when he had Carson Wentz, who was pretty good before the injury. And, of course, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. You go back and really examine those numbers, uh, they weren't spectacular at all on the offensive side. They were very consistent, though, and they were – You know, I want to say around 55-45. You go back to the 2017 year, it's one of the most amazing statistics in the history of Jaguars football. The year they went to the AFC championship game, they ran it 527 times, and they passed it 527 times. Uh, There's only a few teams with winning records, and, and that's starting to change a little bit. And obviously, Brady's been the exception of the rule as a guy. Uh, who can use the pass kind of as a run the way that he throws the football uh, to his backs out of the backfield. But typically, when you look at pass attempts, man, you know, those are losing teams. Now, I I know Mahomes and and Rodgers and Brady have kind of changed that around a little bit. But for the most part, that's been consistent year after year. So the more that this team runs, I think the better off you are. It takes clock. Gives your defense an opportunity to rest if you're running it that means you're either winning the game or you're still in the game you're down by maybe one possession it keeps the defense guessing i I would love to sit here and say 50 50 but I think that's inaccurate because I do expect Jacksonville to be underdogs in most games therefore I think they'll be trailing so how about a um you know something like a 58 to 42 percent right now this year, where hopefully that turns more towards 50-50 as we uh, go deeper into his tenure here as a head coach.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. And and as you answered that, you got me thinking about something, which is something that I haven't really considered. But when you started talking about Doug Peterson and his affection for the ground game, and and I agree with you, it, it, it led me to, to this. Do you get a sense at all that they need to baby Trevor isn't the right word? They don't need to baby Trevor Lawrence. But because of how bad it went in year one, and even though Trevor seems like he has done a remarkable job of compartmentalizing that, taking the the little bit of good out of it that he could and flushing the rest of the bad, if it goes poorly for him this year, you know, then, do you, 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 then you have a legitimate problem. I mean, now you're two years into this thing and you've yet to see any kind of real strides. Uh, if you're Doug Peterson, we're already seeing that he's paying for Urban Meyer mistakes and how he's treated the players. Uh, you know Again, giving them the, the mandatory minicamp off. I don't think he does that if, if they'd had a, a functional environment here last year that just didn't win enough games and, and was fired is is there going to is there something to this where Doug Peterson is going to have to at least early on protect Trevor as much as he can with the ground game and not want to put a lot on him or do you think Trevor Lawrence is is unbelievably resilient incredible mental toughness and they can they can do whatever they want to do and and he'll be able to handle it
0: well obviously jag fans hope it's the latter but i i I think your point is an accurate one uh in a lot of ways this is really a rookie season uh, for trevor lawrence and i remember having some battles last year with duval fans when they you know came out with the projected numbers that you could bet on and they're out now for trevor lawrence and i took the under on passing yards i took the under on touchdowns and i took the over on interceptions, and I had people saying to me, you, you're crazy, you're crazy, and my point was, listen, you don't want this guy throwing for 4,000 yards, you know, if he's throwing for 30-something touchdowns, in my opinion, that means they're losing and he's coming from behind, and he's putting up these numbers in the third and fourth quarter. What you want is a team that can run the football, so let's turn it around and ask you this. Uh, let's say Trevor Lawrence goes 14 for 24 for 128 in a touchdown, but they win the game because they're running the football compared to Trevor Lawrence going, you know, 25 or 40 for 350 yards, three touchdowns and two interceptions. All right, those numbers look better, but sometimes numbers can fool you. The, the confidence role here with Doug Peterson in that quarterback room is going to be enormous for Trevor Lawrence because I can't even think – Or imagine what it's going to be like if this doesn't work out with him. Then you're going back and starting all over again. So, you know, you don't – and I actually asked Doug Peterson this question, uh, Hayes, a a month or two months ago, whatever it was. There was this old adage forever in baseball that regardless of how talented you are, you don't bring a pitcher up early and put him out on the bump in the show because if he gets lit up, He'll never regain that confidence again. You don't hear a lot of that with quarterbacks. And as we move forward, we see more and more guys, first-round picks and others, getting thrown right into it. But the best way to establish confidence for Trevor Lawrence is to have a balanced offense, to have a great running attack. That takes a little bit of pressure off him. I think that also will give him a feeling where he can take chances, and he certainly did a year ago. So I think that's fascinating with him and McCoy and Jim Bob Cooter and, and, and getting everyone involved and, and you know, when they talk about what they want to do this year, offensively confidence for the guy who is going to be the clear leader of this offense. And, and I think already in year two, you know, the captain of the football team, that that's another point of all this. This yeah. team has lacked leaders forever. You know, miles Jack, I guess was a leader. He's gone. They, they told us that Brandon Leader uh, Brandon Linder was a leader. I never saw it. He's gone. It's year two and Trevor Lawrence is the leader of this football team.
1: Yeah, no question about it. Leadership is is uh, a substantial void. And uh, and it's hard to ask free agents to come in and do that in year one. I mean Brandon Sheriff certainly could do it. Uh you know, Olakin Fadakasi, guys like that can can try and provide it on the defensive side of the ball, but it's hard to do it. It's impossible to do it when you're a rookie. And it's really hard to do it when you're a first year free agent. Some guys can, but it's 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 really difficult to do uh, because there's already that, you know, people don't like to say this, but there's already a little bit of that resentment of, boy, this guy just got paid and he's never done a single thing here. So it's, you know, and again, this locker room doesn't have it's so young. That it doesn't have, I I think, a lot of that element that other locker rooms would have in terms of the resentment to a free agent walking in the door. But it's still a very difficult position for a first year free agent to walk in and be a leader when you do have, you know, 30, 35 guys from last year's team that, you know, that are back. Uh, You know, certainly Josh Allen, you know, will have to provide quality leadership and and you're absolutely right there's no doubt about it trevor lawrence has to the position demands it anyway but uh but it's certainly with trevor now being in year two uh and and really they held him back from it last year i mean it was you know he's splitting reps with gardner Minshew for the entirety of training camp i mean it's it's preposterous so it's going to really be fascinating and uh we've got uh we've got a lot of uh A lot of quality storylines that we're going to be uh, watching get cultivated here. as camp uh, cranks up July 24th. So it's going to be a lot of fun. want to thank Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency for sponsoring death taxes in Duval. Uh, John Spicklemeyer, have him look at your car insurance policy. Look, you you have nothing to lose. Either he's going to be able to save you money or he isn't. And he's going to tell you the the, the policy that you have is a good one. And, uh, and you know, I can't help you. And he's going to tell you that. He's like one of the most genuine, honest, just trustworthy guys that I've ever been around. You can trust John Spicklemeyer. Went to school with him at Bowles. He went on to play at Notre Dame. He's just a fantastic guy, great family guy. Give him a call at 471-7155. That's Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. And make sure you're not paying too much for your car insurance.
0: Sounds great. All right, folks, uh, give us your comments on what we said there about the running backs and just the overall approach this year on trevor lawrence the best way to get us is on twitter you can get me baloo ten ten xl hayes
1: yeah hayes carlion and uh certainly look forward to it please uh reach out we always appreciate your comments
0: all right there you have it folks we will talk with you again hayes is with you three to six each and every day i come on at six o'clock and we will talk with you next time right here on death taxes and duval